0: All right, welcome back into the Nick Bob Podcast Bracket Preview Edition. Today, we're taking a look at the South region. I'm picking every single game in this region. Top four seeds in the South are as follows. Number one seed, Alabama. Number two seed, Arizona. The three seed is Baylor. And the four seed is Virginia. Got some potential Exciting matchups in the Sweet 16 and Elite Eight looming that we will get to, but let's get to it. Here we go, South Region. I'm picking every game. Let's go. One seed, Alabama. Sixteen seed. You got the playing game. Uh, yeah, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, Southeast Missouri State. Alabama wins. I'm not going to elaborate on it. We got more more pressing games to get to. I don't think we're going to have a UMBC Virginia sort of situation uh, with this one. Next round. Or next game, excuse me. Eight seed, Maryland Terrapins. Nine seed, West Virginia. So I'll be honest with you guys. I'm going to be honest. But uh, Apparently in my coffee this morning, it's true serum. I'm going to keep it emoji 100 with you guys. So I had Maryland on on TV on FS1 in mid-February. I watched a lot of film preparing for that game. It was Maryland at Nebraska. And when I'm watching film, I kind of was scratching my head. I wasn't blown away with them on film. I was like, I don't think this team's, I don't, I don't know. Was, uh, okay. And then I watch them live and in person and Nebraska beat them in overtime and I was like, oh, okay, not bad. I'm not saying they're a bad team, but I look at them, they don't shoot it great. I think they're just okay talent wise. And I actually think West Virginia is pretty talented. Played in the toughest league in America, the Big 12. Eric Stevenson is a stud for West Virginia. He can really shoot it. They run a lot of different actions to get him threes and running off staggers and and different looks. Joe Toussaint, Iowa transfer, he's tough. Bob Huggins can coach. I personally think Kevin Willard overachieved with this Maryland team, in my opinion. Plus, you look at what they've done, Maryland has really struggled. And this may be putting it politely. Maryland has really, really had a hard time away from home. They've not played well when they've had to travel outside of Maryland. So I'm going to take West Virginia to take down Maryland. Next game, five seed, San Diego State, 12 seed, Charleston. So, great game, and it's unfortunate. You know, Charleston, you always feel bad for these mid-majors that have just amazing years, and and they get to the NCAA tournament, and they get, you know, a 12 seed. I get it, but it's frustrating, you know. I mean, Charleston is 31-3. and They won 31 games. Pat Kelsey can coach, but this is a bad matchup, in my opinion. Chew on this for a second. Charleston, 47% of Charleston's field goal attempts are threes. That's ninth most in the country. 37% of their points are from three that's 28th most in the country so they rely on the three ball well San Diego State seventh in the country in three-point defense this San Diego State team can really defend they went to the NCAA tournament last year they returned four starters from that team they're 10th at Ken Palm in defensive efficiency I watched them courtside versus Creighton last year this defense is legit they're strong they're long they're active I love Charleston's story, but I think San Diego State gets them. I got the Aztecs winning and going to the second round. Next game, four seed Virginia, thirteen seed Furman, the Paladins. Kind of a toss up game. I'll be honest, I don't. I don't love Virginia. I just think their talent is okay. Uh, and with Virginia and that pack line defense, Tony Bennett, like you got to be able to hit jump shots against the pack. You just do. It's it's hard to kind of really just live in the lane. You got to be able to hit some threes, and Furman can. Furman makes nine and a half threes a game. That's 20th best in the country. I think this is a really, really close game. It, and with Virginia, it's always, you know, lower possession. It's kind of hard to blow out Virginia, run away from them. I think it's a close game. I think it's a toss up. I don't feel super strong about it. So if you guys are listening to this to take advice from me and on filling out the bracket, I mean, do you take everything with a grain of salt? Uh, I don't feel super strong about it, but I'm going to take Furman in the upset. I think Furman can get him. I don't think Virginia is just one of those power conference teams that's got pros everywhere and superb, chiseled athletes everywhere. That's not really how Virginia is. So I think I think Furman can get them. I'll take Furman in the upset, 13 over four. The Dick Bob Podcast is brought to you by Pella Windows and Doors, and I want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency. And If you go into Pella's website right now, you look at it, and how about this, one, two, three, four, five different types of windows or doors. for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable, and Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Next game, six seed, Creighton Blue Jays, eleven seed, NC State, Wolf Pack. So, you know, this is a dangerous NC State team. They, they got really explosive guards. You can make a case. These are, this is maybe three of the best guards Creighton's faced all year but you could argue they're, they're probably not the best I should tell you they're not the best trio of guards but they're they're explosive man they really can score to Quavion Smith oh my god this dude is in a perpetual state of a heat check like this guy walks onto the floor and he has that feeling like he just hit five in a row even if he's missed his last 10 his confidence is through the roof and he is hunting shots and uh, being aggressive he's 17 points per game second team all ACC he's made ninety threes and he'll shoot him from anywhere on the floor Jarquel Joyner, he's made 62 threes and he averages 17 points per game and he's arguably been hotter the last couple of weeks than smith has then there's casey Morcel, who can really shoot it he's made 77 threes and he averages 12 points per game so between those three guards you got 46 points per game and they've combined to make 229 threes on the year so Creighton's guards better be ready to defend the three-point line and deal with the trio of Wolfpack guards. D.J. Burns is a fun player inside for NC State, kind of a big, beefy, bull, husky sort of a guy. Uh, he was uh, started his career at Tennessee, then went to Winthrop, and then transferred to NC State. He's pr- He's one of those guys, he's pretty mobile on offense, but I think his mobility struggles and lacks on defense. I think Creighton puts him in a million ball screens. Colk Brenner's length and and shot blocking will bother him in the paint. NC State is a team that's active, and they're trying to pressure and press a little bit. They chart deflections. Their goal is to get 40, so Creighton has to be ready to handle the ball, handle pressure, which is something in spots, in moments, the Blue Jays have struggled with, but I think Creighton wins this game. I think the difference in the game is Ryan Kalkbrenner controlling the paint. I think he scores at the rim. I think he protects the rim. Creighton's defense is legit. 15th at Ken Palm. I think that leads the charge along with Kalkbrenner. I got Creighton over NC State. 3-seed Baylor, 14-seed UC Santa Barbara. Uh, Baylor's guards, they're not going to let a big big upset happen. I just don't see it. I think Baylor wins and upsets UC Santa Barbara. I just think those trio of guards for Baylor aren't going to let anything crazy happen in the first round. 7-10 matchup. 7-seed Utah State, 10-seed Missouri. Another game that's a true toss-up for me, like a lot of the you know the eight nine or or seven ten games usually are. I mean, the spreads usually one or two for a reason because they kind of go either way. Both teams are really good offensively. Both teams can really score. The you know of the four units, you know, Missouri's offense, Missouri's defense, Utah State's offense, Utah State's defense. Missouri's defense is probably the the worst of the four units. But I'm just gonna. I don't think I'm gonna lean with Kobe Brown for Missouri and the fact that Missouri has played a tougher competition this year in the SEC. I think that's going to shine through. And even though Utah State's not bad on defense at all, I'm going to take Missouri to take down Utah State. Next game, two-seed Arizona, 15-seed Princeton. Don't need to elaborate on this one. I think Arizona wins big. I got Arizona moving on to the second round. Okay, second-round games in the South region. One-seed Bama, nine-seed West Virginia, uh, West Virginia is going to give Bama a game here. They're going to give him a fight. Bob Huggins' group is one; of, they're not just going to run o- run o- like kind of roll over and die. But Bama's loaded, man. Brandon Miller, Javon Quinn, Early—they're just too good for West Virginia. I think Bama moves on, but I will say this: I do wonder about the looming. Cloud of drama around Brandon Miller and all the drama around Bama and the the unfortunate incident this year where a, a teammate shot and killed some uh, I think it was a 23 year old female in downtown Tuscaloosa and Brandon Miller uh, was the one that that de- that I mean I don't want to get it like delivered the the weapon so again Brandon Miller he's not a He's a witness, not a suspect. But nevertheless, there's been a big cloud of drama around the program. And so the reason I bring that up is two things. Does it ever get to Brandon Miller? It hasn't yet in terms of being a distraction and and having it impact his game. And then the other thing I wonder is, does does this story slowly fade as each day passes? Or does it go the other way? Does it get more heightened because of the stage? Like each moment that that Bama's on the big stage, does this become a bigger story and a bigger story and a bigger story? I don't know. My guess is the latter. I think it's going to be a bigger story, a bigger story, and a bigger story. I do know this for for this game. Bama's the better team, and Bama's going to win and go to the Sweet 16, but I'm curious to see what how that story kind of factors into things. Next game to talk about, San Diego State, 5 seed, 13 seed, Furman. Sneaky interesting matchup here because Furman runs some Princeton stuff. Uh, San Diego State really stunts at the ball on on penetration, which means by stunting at the ball, you kind of go at the ball. So if the balls, if I'm guarding on the wing and someone from the top of the key is kind of driving to the elbow, I'm gonna I'm gonna stunt towards the elbow. I'm gonna move towards the elbow, which in theory opens those back doors up. So there could be some success there from Furman. And again, I told you they can shoot the ball, make a, about nine and a half threes a game. I just think San Diego State, over the course of 40 minutes, are going to eventually sink their teeth into Furman defensively. Again, San Diego State, 10th in the country in Ken Palm's defensive efficiency ranking. I think San Diego State's defense leads the charge. I think the Aztecs win, and I got San Diego State going to the Sweet 16. The Nick Bob Podcast is powered by Runza. You know, there are a lot of ways to to greet someone. Hey, hi, hello, what's up? Another way is, what's popping? Well, here's the thing. That greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now Runza's new popcorn chicken. That's what's popping. Runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little, bite-sized, delicious, all-white meat chicken that make any day better immediately i love them my wife loves them my kids cannot get enough two-year-old mac six-year-old mava are constantly wanting to get it popping great for a snack great for a meal pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet earth and you are set all i gotta say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. Next game to talk about, three-seed Baylor Bears, six-seed Creighton Blue Jays. How about this stat I I heard from uh, Jordan Sperber at Hoops Vision 68 is a good follow. Uh, Baylor gets 15 points per game on jump shots off the dribble, most in the field. I bring that up because Creighton is a team that kind of defensively wants teams to shoot that shot. They want guys to shoot jumpers, mid-range jump shots off the dribble. Well, Baylor Baylor can do that. Baylor can make those shots. So that's kind of an interesting game within the game. I think Creighton's good enough to win this. I really I really do. And I also am a little concerned with how Baylor is has kind of limped into the tournament. I don't know if that's maybe too strong of a way to put it, but... Baylor's lost four of their last six games, so they're two and four heading into the big dance here. I am one of those guys that that is a big believer in momentum in March, and I just I do wonder where Baylor's at in that regard. Are they feeling good about themselves? Are are they flying high? I, I'm I'm not totally sure, but what I am sure of is I just can't bet against those three Baylor guards. I just can't. When it's right, which it is more often than not. Those three dudes, Adam Flagler, Flagler Keontae George, LJ Crier. they might be the best guard trio in the country. Ke- Keontae George is a freshman NBA lottery pick. Adam Flagler added uh, averaged nine points per game on the title team two years ago. He averages 15 points per game now. And LJ Cryer was on the title team, and he's been around for three years, and he's averaging 14 points per game this year. And they can all shoot it from three. 44 points per game between the three of them. They combined for 228 threes between the three of them. They've all made right around 75 threes. They're arguably the best guard trio in college basketball, which is why they're ranked number two in the country in offensive efficiency in the country, uh, in, in the nation. Like, Ken Palm has them as the second best offense in the country. And it's all because of those three guards. Now, I will say, defensively, this isn't... Baylor's not as good as they've been in the past. They're actually outside uh, the top 100 ranking in Ken Palm's defensive efficiency ranking, which is a little surprising, but it's still a no-middle defense where they're forcing baseline, they're flooding to the ball, they're trapping on the baseline, they scramble, they rotate, they make it hard. So handling the ball will be vital again for this one for Creighton. I think Creighton can win this game. I think it's a close one. I think Kalkbrenner is going to loom large inside. Creighton's got multiple... Uh, shot makers and creators in Alexander Nemhard, Shireman, Kaluma at that four spot. Uh, neither team is overly deep. So I, I, I mean, Creighton's got the, Creighton's the, the higher ranked Ken Palm team, you know, like in, in terms of defense and Creighton's got NCAA tournament experience. So Creighton can win this game, but I'm just going to lean the guards first. For, for Baylor. I'm going to say Baylor wins a really close game and is headed to the Sweet 16. My next matchup, next game, two seed, Arizona, 10 seed, Missouri. I'll just say this, keep this short and sweet. All of Missouri's holes on defense will become big-time problematic against Arizona's offense. Enough said. I got Arizona winning and heading to the Sweet 16. Okay, Sweet 16 matchups in the South region. One seed, Bama. Five seed, San Diego State. Week to rest and prepare for Bama to attack the San Diego State defense is going to make a big difference. I also think... Javon Quinn early and Bama's ability to get out and push the pace and score in transition and increase the tempo is going to be vital. Bama's fourth in Ken Palm's tempo ranking in the country. Bama likes to play fast. They get points in transition, which is important because you can, if you can beat San Diego State's half-court defense down the floor, guess what? You don't have to deal with that amazing half-court defense that the Aztecs have. I think they're going to do a lot of that. Bama runs drop coverage defensively against ball screens Matt Bradley for San Diego State can hit mid-range shots so that's a good thing for San Diego State but Bama's just too electric offensively I don't think San Diego State's going to be able to have an answer for Brandon Miller with his size and skill set I think Bama gets some points in the open floor and that's going to be the difference in this game I'll take Bama over San Diego State to go to the Elite Eight next Sweet 16 game two seed Arizona three seed Baylor I will say this, Baylor's guards, I think, are better than Arizona's guards, but Arizona's front line is better than Baylor's, and I think that's going to loom large. I think Azulis Tubelis is a stud for Arizona. He's a first-team All-American caliber player, and he is really, really good in the high-low game with Umar Balo, who is just a load inside. And he's great in pick and rolls. He's great at scoring in short rolls and passing. He's got really good chemistry with point guard Kirk Creasa for Arizona. I, I think Arizona's front line and their points in the paint scoring is going to be the difference in this one. I got Arizona advancing over Baylor and going to the Elite Eight. Okay. Elite Eight matchup. One seed, Alabama. Two seed, Arizona. Here's... This game, I can't wait for this game. Arizona is one of the few teams that can run with Alabama and go toe-to-toe and transition in a fast-paced, up-tempo game. They're one of the few teams that can run with Bama and arguably be be better in a game like that. So this game, I think, will be electric. I think it's going to be a high-scoring, fast-paced, incredibly fun game to watch. Arizona is really good. Scoring the ball in an open floor game, and they can run with Bama. I like the experience of Arizona here. I like that the I like the front line of Arizona, like I talked about. And to me, as long as Arizona doesn't get a crazy Kirk krisa game to the bad, he's really talented. Creese is and fearless, and I love his confidence. But boy, can he have some bonehead moments with technical fouls and and uh, shot selection? Like every once in a while, Krisa can have moments where you are going, "Oh God." I think if if he's just a little bit disciplined, that's going to go a long ways. And I like Pella Larson and Courtney Ramey to be solid. And I think Arizona is going to actually get more easy baskets at the rim with, with Umar Balo and Tabellis. I really like Tommy Lloyd as a coach. I think we have an epic game here. This might be the best Elite Eight game we have. I think Arizona can beat Bama. They can run with them. They're good in the open floor. In fact, Arizona welcomes that. Arizona's going to be able to get more easy baskets, in my opinion. I like Arizona in a close one to beat the one seed Alabama Crimson Tide and win the South region, and Arizona is headed to the Final Four. A Heard at Sports Network production.